0: Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias DC Lundberg Ryan Finkelstein Taylor Blake Ward Host of Locked On Yankees Locked On Mariners Locked On Mets Locked On
1: Angels And you're listening to Locked On Braves Locked
0: On Braves Locked On Braves Part of the Locked On Podcast Network
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show brought to you by Locker Room. If you're looking for a great way to get involved in your favorite shows, maybe tonight tonight's the NFL Draft tonight. Maybe you can follow along with your favorite Locked On Podcast NFL show or favorite Locked On MLB or NFL Draft content show to get ready for tonight's festivities. Speaking of festivities, we got a lot to talk about today as the Atlanta Braves come into today, now at 500 and in first place in the National League East as they are able to trounce the Cubs last night from a dominant outing from Wascar Odoa, who has just been... He's been the biggest surprise for pitchers this year, for sure. It may be one of the biggest surprises in, in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, but he, he, he's just been so dominant, and it really... Other than that first outing against the Cubs, it's been basically the same story every time. High strikeouts, no walks... Uh, you know, about 85 to 90 pitches, give or take. And last night he actually goes, oh, I'm sorry, the Braves are tied for first with the Phillies, uh, both at 500, both at 12 and 12. But the Braves have a chance tonight to go up over 500 and to fully take the lead. And, and Wascar Noah himself uh, decided that relying on the offense wasn't going to do it for him. As so He went and decided to go and pull Shohei Otani and blast himself a home run, 104-4 off the bat, uh, throwing high 90s. He maxed out at 98.4 last night. Throwing that disgusting slider, which again ran almost a fifty percent whiff rate, um, that slider. We're going to talk about that slider because it is it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal pitch. Um, hitters know it's coming, still can't do anything with it. That's that's when you know you've got you've got the the piece. That's when you know that you've got something different than everybody else. This is, I mean, what the Braves have gotten from Wasgarnoa th- thus far. I mean, it's completely unexpected. There's nothing that you saw last year other than seeing that he had that type of arm talent, that I can run at 100 and I can throw a, a super awesome slider. But even last year, his slider was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't what it is right now. Whoever, whoever it was that saw him and thought, hey, if we just raise his arm slot, it's going to turn him into something amazing, that person needs a gigantic raise. Because what they've been able to do to, to get Waskar to where he is, nothing short of, of spectacular. At this point this season, Waskar has been the best pitcher on the Atlanta Braves. And that's a rotation that has Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, Max Freed, uh, and, and Drew Smiley, for whatever you think about that. Wascar was not a guy that anybody thought was actually going to be a starter. He was probably the third in the three listed that the Braves thought would actually take that job. But he's just been so dominant that at this point, I mean, he's a fixture. I mean, at this point, there, there's no going away from from. Waskar Noah. He's here to stay. And for the Braves, that's a, that's a good sign. The Braves generally do well when they have one of these guys that comes out of nowhere and just kind of explodes and just takes the team by storm. That's a good thing. You need that in your systems. And for Waskar, he's got all the swag you can possibly want. I mean, it's he's, he's my favorite guy to watch. I'll be completely honest. When Waskar is on and that slider is just darting everywhere... There is nobody else in baseball, or there's nobody else in the Braves, I should say. There's no other pitcher on the Braves that I enjoy watching more. Because it's just a clinic. And he, you can see when he starts feeling it, you can see when he grabs that momentum and he just looks at those other players like, yeah, well, it's time for you to sit down. Okay, you've been playing around a little bit. Here's a the slider. There it is. Go sit down. And it's crazy because he can throw that slider for strikes and get people to just not, to not even swing, or he can throw it just off the corner and people know that it's coming. I mean he throws the slider more than any other pitch. Right now he throws the slider like 43.6% of the time, but he gets a whiff rate of 41.2%. That's insane. That is a extremely extremely high whiff rate. I mean it's it's one of the best most dominant sliders in baseball. And it's just it, it's it's awesome. It's so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to just watch him once he really gets it going. I'm so excited. Alex Jackson has to be his personal catcher at this point because every every start except for the one Cubs start where he got blown up Alex Jackson has been behind the dish. Now, I don't really want to go all in and blame Travis for that blow up against the Cubs. It was also cold, and, and the wind was blowing out, and he really just didn't have either pitch. But why would I even bother like messing with it? I know what these two are doing together. I know that Alex just calls perfect games for Voskar, and it just it just works. And last night, as an added bonus, you actually got to see him break out the the splitter and the changeup a few times, which is something that uh, Eric Carros, who is... Uh, about as annoying as I could possibly imagine listening to last night had to actually, he talked about it like four or five times. Oh, he's got a third pitch, not knowing that he actually has five or six pitches. He just, you know, he'll, he'll drop that change up. Once he gets to the fourth inning or so, he'll start mixing that in throw usually about six, five or anywhere from five to seven of those per outing last night hitting the home run. Definitely, uh, definitely sapped a little bit out of him as he? uh, he he employs the Bartolo Colon strategy of swing as hard as you can in case you make contact. Looked like it might have worn him out a little bit as his fastball kind of dropped into sitting 93 versus sitting 95. Uh, definitely looked a little bit tired. Started to get a little scatter shot. Um, but he actually the but Snicker rolled him back out there for the sixth. I didn't think he would. He got uh, threw one out in the sixth and then the Braves bullpen came in and shut it down, um, which was nice to see. As the Braves bullpen should be about to get some reinforcements here fairly quickly, uh, but for Wasker, he goes two for three as well and has that home run and, and uh, hit a, a single that was almost 110 miles an hour too. I mean, you have yourself a day. Wasker, I know if this were Little League and you were still handing out like game balls, Wasker, Noah gets that game ball. I mean, it was just an incredible thing to see. Uh, I'm super happy and I'm super proud. As you can obviously tell, Waskar is one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite prospects. I love these type of lottery ticket guys, especially when they show that they might not be such a lottery ticket. And if you want to trace back the Waskar-Noah thing, the really, really crazy uh, thing is, is you can trace him all the way back to Kelly Johnson. Kelly Johnson got traded to the Mets uh, where, for John Gant and, and some others, but for John Gant, who got traded to the Cardinals for Jaime Garcia, who got traded to the Twins for for Nick Birdie, and then when Nick Birdie didn't pass the physical, that trade ended up being Jaime Garcia for Wascar and Noah. Go ahead and build the Kelly Johnson statue too, man. I mean, that guy has been a part of so many trades for the Braves like, for for years. He was just we'll acquire him and then we'll trade him back to the Mets and we'll get somebody for him. He brought Juan Uribe as well, but whatever. For Wascar, this had to feel good. This had to be the moment for him where he could kind of finally look around and be like, yeah. I'm that dude. And that's that's the way Waskar kind of approaches on the field. He's got that stare about him that I'm that dude. All of you, you're underneath me, and I'm gonna put you down. Go grab go grab a seat. When he gets to two strikes on him, he doesn't really play around with hitters, which is one of the things that I really, really like about him. He wasn't super efficient with his pitches last night. Uh, eight strikeouts though in his five and a third innings. Just just dominant work, and that's that's just perfection. I mean, there's there's nothing else I can really there's no downside other than if you want to nitpick. Wascar, you can say he needs to be more efficient so he can go a little bit deeper in games. But I mean, really, you're just kind of equivocating at that point because what he gave you, and you weren't expecting him to hit a home run, by the way. Um, but what he gave you was, it was just incredible. And through five starts now, that's 27 and third. It's an 11.2 K per nine rate. By the way, his walk rate 1.98. You remember what Glavin was talking about with Ian Anderson about getting your walk rate under two? Well, look no further than and Noah right now as he is running on all cylinders. Absolutely dominant, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a little bit more of that as um, some of his underlying numbers are are still elite, not quite backing up some of the the ridiculousness that you're seeing now. But I have no worries about this Vasquez Noah When we come back, we're going to talk about the offensive lavers, laser show that decided to break out last night, and we'll talk about the sweep or uh, going for the sweep today, as well as uh, previewing what's going to happen in today's final game of the Cubs series before we head to Toronto. Coming up in our third segment, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this on Locked On Braves. Hey everybody, it's Dylan from Locked On Braves here to tell you about my friends at Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download on iOS. By the way, it is now on Android. So if you've been waiting to get in the locker room until Android has an app, look no further. Now you can join me every Thursday at 9 p.m. I'll be hosting Locked On. I'll be hosting locker rooms for Locked On Braves once a week. Like I said, Thursdays, 9 p.m. You can finally join in everybody's welcome. Basically, I just run it like a big, giant powwow, and everybody gets to have their say. It's a perfect place for you to start or join conversations about whatever league you're looking for. Uh, you'll find fans just like you for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to big news, all that good stuff. You'll have a chance to chat with me. Really, you have more of a chance. You'll be featured on the show because I'm, I'm going to – I just let everybody run. I like, I like it to be a, a big powwow session, like a big community hippie idea. Just make sure that you join me this week on Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, go download the free locker room app now currently on ios and android make sure you create a profile link to twitter join a group for the latest league updates and follow me at dylan x short when i get my so when my room goes live you can know i know you don't want to miss it and i know you want to be a part of it so now everybody can be a part of it just go to the ios or apple or apple store or the android store google play and download locker room today Hey everybody, it's Dylan from Locked On here to tell you about my friends at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family owned and operated business and has been from the jump. What does that mean? That means they rely on fantastic customer service and getting you the parts you need for your vehicle without giving you those markups that you get from going to parts stores. And since they ship to you, you can order from home Means you don't have to wear pants to buy parts. It's awesome. It's, it's true because it's one letter apart. You can do all your shopping for your car right from the comfort of your own home, whether you need just brake pads or an exhaust manifold or a headlight or whatever rock auto's got you covered basically covering every part you can think of for almost every model of car you can think of your car does a lot for you so it's time for you to return the favor a little bit take care of your car no more going to those expensive parts stores go to rockauto.com and in the box at the bottom of the page where they ask where you where did you hear about us just say locked on rockauto.com family owned and operated helping you care for your car the way it is carried for you rockauto.com Welcome back to the program, everybody. So, anytime we talk about an outstanding pitching performance like that, everything else kind of goes by the wayside. When you get a pitcher that hits a home run, you're talking about the pitcher hitting the home run. I mean, Waskar put everything he had into that swing, blasted it almost 105 miles an hour. Didn't go super far, but he got it over 400 feet, or it was like 394 or 404, something like that. But overall... A bomb squad from a guy that all of a sudden has three hits. He's been your best hitting pitcher. He's been your best pitching pitcher. Oscar Noah has been one of the surprise players for the actual overall season, and I am here for it. But he was not alone last night as the Braves brought their offense, just as they have ever since that debacle on Sunday where they just looked like they didn't even belong in the majors. The Braves' offense has responded. 18 hits last night. Winning 10 to nothing the at the overrunner was eight and a half, so the Braves beat the overrunner on their own. Every starter except for Dansby Swanson and Alex Jackson had hits on the night. Uh, Ronald Acuna won for four with a walk, Freddie Freeman four for five, including a big home run for him. And after he let Charlie pick his walkout music, Freddie the last couple days has really looked locked in at the plate. Marcelo Zuna two for five or one for five. With a gigantic homer off of Kyle Hendricks, who started for the Cubs and the Braves for the second consecutive time. Just lit him up. Uh, Dansby's Ozzy goes three for five with a home run as well. Dansby 0 for 5 with 1K. Riley 4 for 5 with a, with a homer. We're going to talk about Riley here in just a second. Guillermo Haradia goes 3 for 4, continues his scorching hot season. Uh, Alex Jackson, the 0 for 4 with 2Ks. And Oscar Noah, 2 for 3 with the home run of his own and 1K. Uh, also Luke Jackson got into the game, went one and two thirds, uh, one strikeout, actually fairly clean, no base runners, uh, Grant Dayton, one inning, one hit, one K Jesse Biddle actually got in, uh, one inning, one walk. And that kind of lets you know, I was hoping they'd have Freddie pitch because Anthony Rizzo got to come in and he struck out Freddie Freeman. I was hoping they would let Freddie pitch in that game, uh, and, and let him face Rizzo, but it didn't happen that way. I was kind of hoping that Biddle would intentionally walk a guy so that the Braves could then switch to, uh to Freeman to pitch to to Anthony Rizzo, but unfortunately that way did not quite work out. But one of the things when you're looking at his offense is you're seeing a lot of guys that uh, have been struggling starting to get multiple hits, and you're starting to see it a lot lately. It looks like they really took Sunday's losses personally. Uh, for Marcel, yeah, it was only one hit, but that home run was a big, big home run. It was 453 feet. It took a lot of frustration out on that ball, and it's a ball that he actually got fooled on. Uh, Hendricks threw him a change that just kind of floated. It didn't really break at all. Uh, Marcel was out on his front foot, and then he's just so strong, and his swing is just so violent, he just muscled at 453 feet. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Austin Riley's homer, not as majestic. It was a little bit more of a liner, uh, but because he has been lifting so much lately, he's able to torch that one out of here super quickly. uh, As Austin is on a tear right now, has raised his average up to a 286 with a 400 OBP and a 443 slugging. That is good for an 843 OPS for a guy that was basically... Hitting about as well as 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 the lightest slap hitter you could think of, he's made a concerted effort over the last couple weeks, the last ten days or so, of really getting the ball into the air and stop hitting the ball on the ground. He looks like he's seeing everything a lot better, and you can just tell in his swing path that he's just he he looks now like he's trying to actually hit the ball up. It doesn't look like he's trying to hit a pop up. It looks like he's trying to hit the ball with force, but actually add lift on it the way that you're kind of taught to do it. And this this is the Austin Riley that I want to see. I mean, this what he's done the past couple weeks. He has raised up his average something fierce over the last ten days, and and it's not just his average. For those of you that know that, I'm I'm not a huge average guy. His underlying numbers right now are starting to go in really really good directions. I mean, he is uh, he is all over the place. Now he did make an error defensively tonight uh, on a bad throw, sail to throw, uh, and that's something that he he's, he's kind of always want to do. He's got a nice, really strong arm. It's not the most accurate of arms, but it, it, it's serviceable. Um, and it's just when you when you look at his at what he's been able to do it's obviously the offense that's going to carry him i mean that offense that offense is is what austin needs to be that's what the Braves have been counting on from him is to be a guy that can play third base well enough to just stay in the lineup and to be a guy that you pencil in eventually as the number 4 in your lineup number 4 or number 5 i think riley's eventually a number 4 if he continues this uh, if he continues the way he's going right now but right now what he's been doing the past 10 games I don't see much in the way of letoff because he's been doing a great job of actually using his batter's eye. He's still being patient. He's not striking out a ton. Matter of fact, this year his strikeout rate is 22.4%. That is very, very low. His walk rate is 11.8%, and that is the phenomenal piece right there that shows you how good his eye is doing. Uh, He's got his ISO up to 157. Now his BABIP is a 347, but that's not an unsustainable number. It just looks unsustainable because Austin doesn't run BABIPs that high. But this is denoting a, an actual change in the way that he's swinging, the way that he's approaching his at-bats. And I'm all the way here for it. He's got a 132 WRC+. plus That right there lets you know that he is locked in right now. He's gone from negative 2 all the way up to positive .6 F4, or negative .2 F4 to positive .6 F4 in a matter of, like, two weeks. I mean, he, he has been absolutely incredible. He is on a real big-time run. And this offense looks like they're finally breaking out. We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, it's going to be a bullpen game for the Braves. We're going to talk about that more in the next segment. Um, because the Braves don't have an off day going into Toronto. So they'll play Toronto tomorrow, basically right away. Uh, I'm trying to see if it's actually, um, in, uh, it's actually in wherever Toronto is. So it's probably Dunedin. Uh, if Chip Carey said it a million times. Now they do get a nice, uh, a nice gift for starting off against Toronto. They get to start off against Robbie Ray, who's been good this year, but Ray is not a good pitcher. Um, but that'll be Drew Smiley on Friday, so we'll see if maybe Max Freed gets activated before that one or if Max has to wait until next week. But overall, the Braves' offense is starting to look like they're clicking at, at just the right time. The pitchers, uh, the bullpen has, has had a couple outings in a row now where they've been fairly solid, and everything looks to be going the way it needs to go. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this upcoming game tonight as well as previewing a little bit of the Toronto series and the things I'm looking forward to. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this here on Locked on Braves. Hey everybody, it's Dylan from Locked on Braves here to tell you about my friends at Blue Nile. This episode is brought to you by 1010, which is not the website. 1010 is the actual code, so write that down. 1010 is a capsule collection a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into whoever the recipient's life is. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, Ten. Female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful gift or a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into that special person's life. They're available now only through Mother's Day, though, on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10x10. 10 10. The collection features high quality, fine jewelry that's going to surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, too, which is kind of the main piece for me. The collection features everything you can think of, so go give her something special and truly meaningful. Give her something truly, truly unique. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that that person will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check it out. Go to BlueNile.com. It's not going to be around for long, so make sure you get there before Mother's Day. That's BlueNile.com. Search by using the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. It's Dylan from Locked on Braves here to tell you about my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the best place to go if you want to place an online sports wager. It just is. There's... Ton of lines there. It's all easy to use. The user interface is really cool looking. Uh, it, it's just a fantastic site, and the customer service there—that's the real difference. It's seconds to none. For example, if you see if you want to bet a certain line and you don't see it on BetOnline, and you're like, "No, this is what I want to bet," you can actually contact them. And if it's something that's a good line, or they think it's a good line, they're going to create it just for you. That's the type of customer service you get with BetOnline. You can bet across whatever sport you want to, even a bunch that you've never even heard of. I guarantee it. BetOnline.ag is geared to let you try to be the uh, let you be the smart guy. If you think that you're smarter than the Vegas odds, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Go to BetOnline.ag, prove it. Use the promo code LockedOn, and they're going to actually match your initial deposit up to fifty percent. Which means if you put in hundred, they're going to throw in fifty, and you'd have an extra free. $50 to play with, which is, by the way, an extra 50 chances to make some money. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and start having a good time today. Right, everybody, welcome into the final segment of today's show. I am up against a clock today, so I'm going to try to channel my super speed talking method and we're going to get this thing cranked out. So, for the third segment today, we're going to look at the final game of the Cubs series today as the Braves have already clinched the series. they're always, The worst they can do is win three games to one, uh, as it'll be Bryce Wilson going today. Now, he did throw 61 pitches on Sunday, so we'll see how long he really gets to go today. is coming off about four days rest than it would look like. I would imagine he's probably only set to go two innings, maybe three if he's economical, if he looks good. Uh, but I would think you're going to see Bryce Wilson and then Josh Tomlin. We haven't seen Josh Tomlin for a couple days, which is smart on Snicker's part. Knowing that you've basically got a bullpen game before going right into playing Toronto with no off days built in between, you need to make sure that you're able to pair up a guy that you know you're not going to get a ton out of in Bryce with with your reliever that you feel best about getting the most out of, which would in this case, be Josh Tomlin. Maybe a little surprising that they didn't call up um, uh, Tucker Davidson or Kyle Wright to, to go with the start, but Snit said that they were going to use whoever was on the roster, which in this case would be Bryce Wilson. Uh, we should see Sean Newcomb back any day now. I think he should be back here. I would take a guess here. If it's not today, it might be tomorrow. Uh, Chris Martin should be back this weekend as well, so the bullpen is going to get some reinforcements. Uh, but for Bryce, I'm looking to see him... I don't know. I, Bryce is a difficult proposition for me. Bryce theoretically should be uh, one of the easier pitchers to to kind of see and see what he does because there's there's not a, a huge gap. He approaches things correctly. He's a bulldog on that mound, but it just means that sometimes he's going to have bad starts if they're hitting him well. and Sometimes he's going to have good starts. He's going to be very reliant uh, on the aggressiveness of the opposing hitters. Now, where I like having opposing team or uh, like aggressive hitters against Enoa and guys like Ian Anderson against Bryce, I don't like it as much because Bryce is inside the strike zone so much and his stuff isn't exactly. Uh, elite. His last time out, he seemed to really be trying to push to push that slider a lot, uh, particularly against lefties. I'm not really quite sure why, um, but he needs to go back to fastballs, velo up in the zone, and then mixing up down in the bottom with that slider and that changeup um he, his slider is not wascar's it's not good enough for that to be a primary pitch to him to for him to throw against lefties against lefties he's going to have to use his changeup more his changeup should be his bread and butter pitch against that uh, if he's able to to use that that fastball up in the zone the changeup down will be a good counterbalance to it and that's that's one of the bigger things changeups are a very important pitch for most pitchers now if wascar adds if wascar's change ever gets filthy too then he's going to be an absolutely insane electric arm but that's why you see guys Around the league right now, guys like Zach Allen, uh, guys like Ian Anderson, you know, one of the things, or guys like DeGrom, one of the, or Lucas, Lucas Giolito is a perfect example. One of the things that, that makes them so good at what they do is that changeup because it looks like that fastball and hitters right now are all geared up to hit VLO because everybody's throwing 95 plus. So you basically got to step into the box prepping to hit a fastball and adjust if you can. So that changeup has become a much more important pitch than ever before. And, and for Bryce, I'd like to see him use it a little bit more. He's got, I know he's got the slider, and occasionally the slider looks really good. But a lot of times, it just, it's just a, it's a flat horizontal. You don't see a lot of vertical drop with it. And hitters are going to mash horizontal. If there's no vertical drop, they're going to mash it. If you're not changing eye levels or changing bat levels at all, then hitters are going to time it out, and they're going to crush it. And that's, that's one of the things that you've got to be worried about a little bit. good thing with Bryce is he doesn't ever look to really get phased anymore. And he does have that kind of mentality that I want to see on the mound. As somebody who's going to go out there and challenge hitters, he's not afraid to challenge people. Um, when he gets into real troubles, when he tries to nibble a little bit, when he just lets it go and decides, all right, if they hit it, they hit it. Then, then he's a different pitcher. Then he's the type of pitcher that I think he's eventually going to grow into being, which is a guy that. He's not ever going to be you know, the tops of your rotation, but he's a guy that's going to be that fifth spot in your rotation. He's a guy that you're going to hand the ball to every fifth day, and you're going to expect him to give you at least five, six innings and keep your team in the ballgame. And that's that's a very valuable commodity. Yvonne Nova's made an entire career off it. A number of guys. John Lackey made a ton of money doing just that. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing necessarily if that's your thing, if that's your game. If you don't have, like, not everybody's going to have the ceiling, uh, of an Ian Anderson like it's just baseball's not fair <laughs> it's kind of how it goes uh so if you're able to maximize what you can do by throwing a lot of strikes and and learning how to approach these at bats and learning how to approach these hitters to keep them off balance just enough for for your stuff to play that's part of the game yeah it's easier if you've got the super elite stuff but not everybody's going to have that stuff so having the right mentality definitely helps and I do think Bryce has that mentality uh I think he's probably going to go two innings tonight um now, if he's just super efficient through it all, like say he doesn't go, I, I would probably say he's going to go about 35, 40 pitches. That, I would say that's probably his max. Uh, so if he gets three innings out of that, fantastic. We'll see Josh Tomlin come after that. Uh, I think that Josh Tomlin will probably get another three innings as well. And then the Braves will only have to fill two or so. Uh, we'll see how that kind of shakes out. But I think you're going to see Bryce Wilson and Josh Tomlin in a perfect world, as long as uh, neither one of them go out there and get blown out. Uh, even if they do, this is one of those games where you might just tell them, hey, you got to wear it. The Braves have already clinched the series. You don't want to burn the bullpen too much before you go on the road and and, and go start the Toronto series. So this might be a game where, hey, you two got it and uh, figure it out because if if it doesn't work out for you, you're eating this and your ERA is going to bloom. This would be the premium time to use Nate Jones where you don't really care about the outcome of the game as much uh, and then immediately dump him for Edgar Santana. Or Carl Edwards Jr., either one. I don't really care at this point. But overall, I'm excited to see. I want to see what Bryce is going to do. I want to see him take a step forward from his last time out from Sunday because it was not a particularly good showcase from him either. I'd like to see. Uh, now, in the postgame, he actually handled himself pretty well. But I'd like to see him go out there and actually perform well and actually kind of put another stamp on it. He'd had a good start earlier. This was just a bad one on his side. I'd like to see him go out there and, and hold them, you know, keep them Keep him under keep him under three. If you're gonna go, if he's gonna go three or four innings, I'd like to see him uh, average less than a run an inning. Basically, you know, if it can be you know one run in three innings or two runs in four innings, that's perfectly fine. I just want to see him keep it in. I want to see him keep it in place where the offense has a chance to do some more damage. Uh, as I do think that the Braves get a decent matchup of their own tonight. Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily the easiest one that they could have had this series, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's that difficult of a matchup to be honest. It's Aberdahlzle who's had some success before. He's got a five four ERA today, and he's not going to go very long himself. He's got fifteen innings and seventeen Ks and only five walks in that, which is nice. But he's not a guy that that scares me that much. He's a guy that if, uh, if the Braves get to him, they'll get to him for the home run ball early. So we'll see what happens. Everybody out there, I know you're as excited as I am for this. For, uh, for the game tonight. Let's see if the Braves can get a sweep. If not, let's have some fun heading into Toronto with a big series victory, taking three out of four against the Cubs with our Braves now tied for first place. Tonight is an opportunity for the Braves to jump over 500 and take sole possession or at least take uh, continue their run at first place in the National League East, depending on what the Phillies do. Uh, so everybody out there, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we will be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Braves. Um...